Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Andrew Musgrove here and it's time for our match review. Newcastle have been eliminated from the FA Cup, defeated by League One side Cambridge. They were beaten 1-0 up at St James's Park and in truth, it was a shocking display from Newcastle United. You know, A lot of people have pointed out that Cambridge's goalkeeper, Mitoff, had a good game. He made a few decent saves, especially in the first half. And you can't argue with that. He saved from Longstaff. He saved from Murphy. And then he saved again from Murphy with an absolute beautiful save. One-handed save. Tips on, on at the ball late in the first half. So he did pull out of the out of the bag quite a few decent saves. And then there was one right at the end of the game as well. A Joe Linton header right at the death. And uh, you know that would have drawn the scores level. And it would have gone into extra time to decide the winner but you know Newcastle were lacking urgency they were lacking commitment they were lacking passion and in the second half it looked like to me uh, most of the players on the pitch just could not be bothered and it was embarrassing in truth you know this league one side middle of the road really Cambridge they've come with a game plan they've executed it perfectly they've grabbed the goal and then they've defended well without really having to put too much effort into it. Because in the second half, uh, mid-off, like I say, only had to make that save against Joe Lind, and I can't really think of a, a, a decent save he's made in the second half. There was a few times he's had to get down, but the, you, you would expect to keep that to, to, to make the saves. It was an effort from Kraft, who um, you know, didn't get any power behind it, and it goes into his arms. Joe Linton had another header. It was an easy catch from him. So you expect him to make those saves. And watching it, it was... It was frustrating because Newcastle, they just lacked a plan, really. They lacked any creativity. You know, they would get as far as maybe, you know, just across the halfway line and then the runners would stop and you could see players getting frustrated because they were trying to look for the pass. For example, Almiron, who came off the bench, there was a few times he was running with the ball and he does what he usually does and he, he wonder where he's going. But and he was getting a bit of criticism from fans that I was sat around in the Milburn stand. But I was thinking, well, no one's actually moving for him. So he's running towards the goal. He's running towards their box, the Cambridge box. But what is he then meant to do? If no one is making the runs, he's obviously then going to run into a wall and lose the ball. And then there comes the criticism. And it was just frustrating. Really, really frustrating. And I was a little bit surprised, actually, that Alan St. Maxman started as the centre forward essentially uh, Eddie Howe played a very strong team a team that on paper should blow this Cambridge side away the Bravka Trippier makes his debut Kraft Cher Matt Ritchie you then have Sean Longstaff John Joe Shelby in the middle St Maxman um, Jacob Murphy Joe Linton you know and it, it was just lacking something and what it was was, was someone to aim for and they started Alan St Maximum up top, but within 15, 20 minutes of that first half, he was just doing what comes natural to him, and that's either running all over the place or, or drifting out wide. And that's because that's what comes natural. He's not a sense of forward. And many people expected Dwight Gill at the start today. He wasn't involved, whether that be injury, whether that be through COVID. I'm sure Eddie Howe will uh, discuss that in his, in his press conference. I have yet to see the quote. But why not turn to someone like Dylan Stevenson in the under-23s who's scored something like 12 goals this season? I really do think Eddie Howe actually got that decision wrong. And many people will say, well, you know, 
that would be his debut in the first team, Dan Stevens. Throw him in. You've got to get these youngsters a bit of first team experience at some point. And if you're looking round and you're having to play, play Allen's at maximum front, then why not? Why not put put a on a twenty three striker in and test them? Because it's going to be a hell of a lot easier against the Cambridge side than it is against the Premier League side. Should you need them, and I think there was just a maybe a bit of a, a trick missed there in my, in my view because Alan St. Maxman offered absolutely zero as a centre forward. It then switched to Murphy in the second half, and again Murphy was exactly the same because they're not natural strikers, and it just reaffirms the importance of getting a striker in, not by the end of the window, this week before Watford come to St James's Park because if Newcastle end up playing Watford without a striker, goodness, it, it, it doesn't even bear thinking about. You really hope that Newcastle owners go out and by Wednesday or Thursday they've got, got a, a striker on board and a striker of quality. We all know it's not going to be easy. We all know it's not going to be cheap. We all know that teams can see Newcastle come and they know they've got all this wealth and they know their desperation they need. They know they're desperate for a striker because Callum Wilson is out injured. They were desperate for a striker before Callum Wilson got injured. They're desperate for a striker now because Callum Wilson could be out for the next six weeks, two months. We're still waiting on confirmation. So teams will see Newcastle coming and it might just have to be that Newcastle pay the asking prices that they're delivered from these clubs, whether it be Dembele, whether it be... Uh, Origi from, from, from Liverpool, whoever, they're going to have to go out and buy a striker and a striker of real, real quality. Not going to be easy. Never easy in January. Never easy as a whole to buy a striker of quality. But goodness me, today reaffirmed the fact they needed it because they were playing two wingers up top and it just didn't work. Um, the action on the pitch, Longstaff had, a, had, a, had an effort in the first half. It was well saved. It was a cutback from Ryan Fraser. Murphy had, a, had another... Good save. He forced a good save. Then there was Richie, uh, who was, I thought, very fortunate to get away with a challenge in the box. He ended up bringing down Harvey, Harvey, Harvey Nobbs, I think it was, or Harvey, Harvey Nibs. Sorry for the pronunciation there. Um, it went to VAR. It was ruled it was a fair challenge. I thought he was quite lucky. And they were the warnings because there was a few times when Cambridge did manage to break away the ball over the top and they were kind of targeting the flanks, both strikers, and they were, you know, they were doing well when they got the opportunity to hold on to the ball, hold the ball up. And there was a, a couple of warning signs in that first half. And the, the actual goal came down Newcastle's right. They were targeting that area again. Shocking defending. Poked it through the legs of Dubravka. It was bobbling about in the box. The defence just could not get it clear. And then it was Ironside who swivelled and put it in past the defender on the line. But again, it comes down from one of the flanks. And Newcastle just did not act on those warn signs in the first half. Um... Really, really frustrating, really annoying. I'm, I'm sure Eddie Howe will be as frustrated as, as you are, you guys are watching, uh, having watched that game. Um, late in the first half, Jacob Murphy forced a, a great save from Mitroff. Uh, it, it fell to him and he hit it kind of on the half volley. It was a fantastic save. Tips on at the bar. Newcastle should have been ahead with Longstaff, who somehow, and I haven't watched it back yet, so apologies if I am being a bit harsh on Sean Longstaff, but the ball's into the box and he heads it wide. From where I was sitting, high up in the in the Milburn stand, that looked like it should have been in. It looks like a sitter, let's say, when I watch it back, I might be wrong, but that, for me, should have been in. And Newcastle had chances, yes, to keep her pulled off some good saves, but it didn't follow through in the second half. Uh, Murphy had the ball in the, in the back of the net, but he was offside. It was actually quite a decent bit of play, but he was offside. And Newcastle then didn't really test the keeper. 
And it was quite easy for Cambridge just to soak up the pressure. Obviously, then they go and get the goal. The defence too slow. Dubravka looks like he gets his arm stamped on. It doesn't really appeal for a foul. Gets a bit of treatment afterward. Goes to VAR. Possible offside. Two and a half minute check for VAR before the, the VAR rules it as a goal. And from then on, you were, you were kind of looking at Newcastle and thinking, well, are they going to get back into this? Because I didn't see anything from Newcastle which which suggested they were going to get back in the way. And like I say, in my opinion, Cambridge were relatively comfortable. They could just sit back and absorb the pressure. And one of the, the frustrating things was, and there was many frustrating things, was every time the ball goes into the box, there's no one to aim for. So the the, the times Newcastle did put the ball in the box, Richie did it, did it quite a few times in the first half. Um, Ryan Fraser did. Trippier did. There was no one there. Because Alan St. Maxim in the first half was meant to be the person there and he was out wide. Then Jacob Mer- you haven't got a striker they could aim for. And again, that just goes back to that decision. Was it the right decision not to play maybe Dylan Stevenson if he was fit? I don't know what it, what his fitness uh, status is, but you know, was it the right decision to play a winger up top? Not for me. Not for me at all because you're putting the ball in the box and you need some of that natural instinct. And for me, a young striker from the under-23s is a better prospect in that position than Alan St. Maximum and Jacob Murphy is because if he's got anything about him, Dylan Stevenson or whoever they would have chosen from the under-23s, he has that little bit of instinct. He has more of an instinct, in my opinion, as a striker than Alan St. Maximum and Jacob Murphy do. I'm not saying he's a better player by any standard. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the instinct should be better because he's a striker. You know, he should be hanging up in the air, the ball comes in the box, holding on the back of the defender and, and just waiting till the right time to make that run. Whereas Anson Maxim, Jacob Murphy, they don't have that instinct. And Newcastle paid the price for that. Paid the price as well. They're like Alan St. Maxman, you know, was one of his most frustrating games today. And I'm saying the word frustrating a lot and I do apologise. But Alan St. Maxman just passed the ball. He was just trying to hold on to it and hold on to it. And then he was doing his little dance and his little tricks and they weren't paying off. And it's it, With Alan St. Maxman, last season, there was times, and the season before that, there were times when the decision-making was a bit aloof. What we've seen recently is that decision-making is, is much better and that's made him a better player. He's made him more effective and it's helping the team out. Today, we saw him trying to do too much making the wrong decisions, holding onto the ball far too long. And then when he does pass it, it just it doesn't get to the target, man. It's, it's, it's all over the shop. And there were a few players like that who just made the wrong decision today. But Alan St. Maxim in particular, I think he actually needs to watch that scene from goal when the manager tells Munez to, uh, to start running and then he kicks the ball, doesn't he? And he says, what did you learn? He goes, well, you can score from halfway. And he goes, no, no. The ball moves faster than you, and he tells him to pass the ball. And that's what I, I felt like it was today with Anson Maxim. Just pass the ball, trying to do too much. And there were very few players who turned out a day. I thought John Linton had a decent game. I've seen a few people disagree with me on Twitter, fair enough. I thought Kieran Trippier did right on his debut. You could see him getting visibly frustrated with the likes of Emil Kraft when he was going when Trippier was going out to try and uh, force the issue. Kraft wasn't covering. There was a couple of times towards the end of the second half where you could see he was getting frustrated. That's what he's going to bring. He's going to bring the leadership. He's going to bring the voice. He's not going to be afraid to turn around and tell defenders to get into position, to get organised. That's what you want. That's why they spent £12 million and that's why they're paying him goodness knows how much. And we'll hopefully see more of that going forward. Would have been 
disappointing DFM his debut for Newcastle. Not only to go out the FA Cup, not only to lose, but to lose to a League One side. Um, you know, share. It's, 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 it's share, it's just share. He made a couple of lapses. Matt Ritchie did okay. Um, I thought Joe Willick coming off the bench. So something's just not right there. He, he he just doesn't look like the player Newcastle signed. And whether I, I don't know what the answer is there. I, I really don't. I, I'm sure Eddie Howe was trying his best to find it, but he had a disappointing twenty minutes or so. Miggy didn't didn't change didn't change the game at all. Ryan Fraser he did all right, but again, like we've mentioned, the crosses in the box were going to the one because there was no one there. Um, Jacob Murphy was probably one of the better players I thought, but again, you know, there was nothing really to write home about. And just as a whole, I thought Cambridge deserved that, not necessarily because they created too many chances other than the goal. I can't really remember them creating um, anything at all, really. But because they wanted it more, the commitment and the effort and the passion was there from them. They wanted it more than Newcastle United. Newcastle United, they lacked urgency towards the second the end of the game. Like players just could not be bothered. And that's why Cambridge deserved it more, because they wanted this. They wanted the headlines tomorrow, the giant killing, you know, little Cambridge United defeat the richest club in the world. That's the headlines they wanted. That's the party they wanted. That's the celebration they've got. And fair play to them. Their passion and commitment was much more than Newcastle. And if some of these players are worried about the transfer window, worried about the future, Isaac Hayden said in an interview with the Beautiful Game podcast that players will not just move aside for the new arrivals this January. Well, you've got to say that no one really did themselves any good with the performances today. If you're Eddie Howe and you're looking at the highlights and you're watching it back and you're thinking, well, if I if I could bring in 11 players, which one of these stay? Very, very few, if any, really did themselves any good today. And, you know, maybe it is affecting them, who knows, but they're, they're professional enough that they should get the job done against the league one side. Not good enough. A very, very strong side. In previous years, it's been a, a weakened side and you, you, you could lay a little bit on that, you know, not the strongest side. Today, it was a very strong side and it was a very, very poor performance. The saves aside, because, yes, okay, you can point the, the three or four good saves out by Mitoff, but just the commitment and passion, not there for Newcastle United. And it reaffirms how important January is because if they perform like that against Watford, who have shown a bit of heart and desire, they'll, they'll get beat, you know. And what you, the contrast between what the character they showed against Manchester United... And what, how they performed the day, alarming. And maybe the mind is elsewhere. Maybe the focus is on safety, and so it should be. But what you wanted was the momentum from a day. You wanted them to beat Cambridge 3 or 4 nil. Get that winning feeling, because that winning feeling then helps you going in against Watford. Helps you then on to the next game and so forth. And instead, they'll go into this week disappointed, reading the headlines, the reaction from the crowd, fully justifiable. You do not lose to a League One side in the FA Cup third round. Especially when... The fans have come out in force. 52,000 of them on a cold Saturday afternoon have come out. They've filled the stadium out. Few of the clubs do that. Brilliant by Newcastle United fans. They were robbed today. They were very poor performance by Newcastle United. And this week is crucial. They need to get a striker in because it, the performance of Valence Maxim Jacob Murphy in that position reaffirmed why they need to do so. It needs to be someone who can hit the ground running. Not going to be easy to do so. But they just need to win against Watford. Otherwise, Eddie Howe is going to... He's going to 
he's going to be he's going to be struggling, isn't he? Because you can't lose against Watford, and you just hope that today's performance doesn't affect them too much. But at the same time, you want a reaction from them. You want them to be watching back the game and thinking, goodness me, we were poor. Here's the reaction. Here's the apology to Newcastle United fans next Saturday. Hopefully, we do see a reaction. Fingers crossed to get three points. But yeah, tonight, just highly frustrating, highly annoying, very disappointing from Newcastle United. Out of the FA Cup, beaten 1-0 by Cambridge at St James Park. Very poor display from the Magpies. Please remember to like and subscribe to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I've been Andrew Musgrove. Head over to chroniclive.co.uk where we'll keep you date with all the latest Newcastle United news, including all the reaction and all the transfer updates that you need. We run a live blog, goes every day, keeps you up to date with all the rumours, gossip and concrete stories. Do check that out. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend.